Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete and I am joined by... His wife, Diane. Hey, welcome to another exciting podcast, episode 51. Yes, we are carrying on with the podcasts. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, so I guess some news this week. Uh, we didn't, I didn't have an ordinary weekend. You definitely did not. Um, so it's kind of fun. There was uh, a sort of family get-together last weekend, just after we wrapped up our podcast, actually. We, the day after or something, we went over, hung out with some family, and uh, I was meeting with my cousin Kevin, mm-hmm. and we were just got talking to places we've been yes. around the world or in the States or whatever, and he brought up Chicago, and I was like, oh yeah, Chicago, that's... Kind of a place I'd like to go sometime. And he said, what would you do if you went to Chicago? And I said, I want to see the bean and I want to see Michael Jordan's statue. Mm-hmm. That's like the two things I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, man, I've always wanted to try deep dish pizza. And, yep. And then he's like, what are you doing on Friday? Pretty much. <laughs> and that brought us to, all right, I guess I'm going to Chicago for this weekend. Yes, and kudos to your cousin for making that happen because Absolutely. literally the next day you received a text message saying, all right, we're doing this. I'm going to click buttons now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it did. Ha- it happened. I, we had a dinner for your mom. It was her 65th birthday on Sunday. Yay, happy birthday, mom. So I wasn't allowed to miss that, but... Um, Otherwise, you basically gave me a blessing. It's like, go ahead. Well, Friday was a day off. We have holiday. Yeah, holiday. Good Friday. Friday. And Mm -hmm. quite frankly, after the year that you have had, not even year, the last four months have been kind of crap. So (laughs) Nice to have a break. (laughs) I thought you could use a fun little uh, trip, spontaneous. I think I I thought that you guys would travel well. Yeah. Because you're both like, you know, ready to go do stuff. Let's just do stuff. We don't have to pack. We don't have to overthink things. Yeah. Bring a couple of shirts, bring some extra socks, and Mm -hmm. let's go. Let's just roll. Yeah. A lot of walking. So I Mm -hmm. I made some notes. I made sure at the end of the night to try to take a couple notes. And I wanted to, I guess, sort of share my experience of Chicago, make it, I don't know, sort of an ordinary day (laughs) review. In Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about other places we've been to. Unfortunately, we'll only get one perspective, but... Yeah, but we only had one perspective of my Brazil trip, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind, you're correct. Mm-hmm. All right, so what, do you want me to just, like, sort of dive into some stories? Or? Yeah, and if I have questions or I can comment on things, and, uh, yeah, let's hear about this, because from what it sounds like, you had a pretty awesome time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all started, yeah, Friday morning, we, we, we left and we did the whole going through security to go to, uh, the U S, um, mm-hmm. which I was a little worried about because, you know, the governments have changed and things have changed. I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, I do need to give a shout out. There was this lady named Michelle who was, uh, <laughs> hurting the masses through security and she was telling all these stories about her four kids and making a really light situation of it all. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, for I guess it was for United, or maybe it's just for Pearson, actually, uh, International Airport. Um, yeah, but she was hilarious. Um, I wish I wrote down some of the things she said, but yeah, she was being saucy and funny. And uh, yeah, once we passed that first line, which did take a very long time, I kind of missed her because uh, yeah, she made light of a 
long situation, I guess, just being stuck in line. And when you're going to the States, you have to go in line twice, right? Like normal airport security, and then you have to go through like U.S. customs pre-check or something. I felt like there were like three lines or something. Yeah, there was a lot of lines. Because that shifted around a lot. That threw me off when I was going to Brazil. I was thinking I got through security. This is great. I just have to go find my gate. And suddenly there was another line and I panicked. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but yeah, the flight was good. There's been a lot of talk about United Airlines recently <laughs> with yeah. the first guy who got basically booted off the plane. Apparently, there's another story I caught in my news feed where I think a couple going on their honeymoon was also booted off a United Airlines flight. No so, way. <laughs> oh my goodness. United. So that didn't happen to us. Um, we did make it. Um, and we arrived in the O'Hare a- Airport at, in Chicago. And that's their really large airport. They actually have two. Um, and right away I noticed something was different with Chicago because we, we got through security. We were in this like long tunnel where they have those like moving, uh, moving pathways. So you can Mm -hmm. walk real fast, but all along the ceiling, they had this like installation of lights that were just like really colorful. It's kind of like, I don't know, colors like a Christmas tree, I guess, but they were like long strobe lights. Uh, of multiple colors, and they would just flash intermittently and also create sounds. So it was almost like playing a song, but it it seemed entirely randomly generated. And it was impossible to tell where the sounds were coming from, which was also kind of neat. So Mm -hmm. it actually got me to stop moving really quickly on the platform and actually look up at the ceiling and and sort of take in the airport and go, wow, this this is artistic. This is interesting. Which I think is a theme for much of your Chicago trip is there's a lot of really cool art, at Mm -hmm. least in the downtown area that you frequented. Yes. And apparently at the airport, which is kind of nice because airports are, you know, they're real long and you got to walk sometimes what feels like very many kilometers to get where you're going. Absolutely. So you might as well make it interesting. (laughs) It did. It did. It was a good start. Uh, Second thing I noticed right away, this is very different from Toronto, is... Right after that pathway, we were right into a subway station. Like it was like right here, pay your fare, you're on you're on the subway. It's like one of our end of lines. The That's, novelty of it. Yeah, what, a, what a world, eh? <laughs> and actually, it's it's good. We should bring this up right away. You you pointed out to me that Toronto and Chicago nearly identical populations. Mm-hmm. So actually, putting this comparison side by side is is pretty fair. Um, you know. North America in general, there's a similar settling time period. Um, Chicago's further inland, Toronto's further inland. Like early settlers would have been East Coast and they made their way here. So it's interesting. We have a similar history, but we also have similar uh, populations. Yet we're very different, as we will find out. Um, But yeah, $5. $5 to get from the airport to. Well, anywhere on their blue line, mm-hmm. the subway. This is all dollars will be in American dollars. True, true. But still. But still. Pretty decent. Because deal. if you were to come to Toronto, I'm just thinking about this now, you'd have to pay for that Union Pearson Express. And then the subway fare. That gets you to Union, then you have to pay your subway fare. Yeah. It's paying twice. Unless you have Presto's or something that Presto does, maybe. Yeah. And Presto actually, needs to come out faster. Like, let's does. just, come on, yeah. let's get there. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Um, One thing about the subway, though, it's very similar to, I guess, our Danforth line with, like, old trains. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything in Chicago, 
uh, as far as public transportation went, they didn't have like new trains. I never saw a new train. It looked like every train was from, you know, the seventies era or something or earlier. Uh, and all the tracks are really old. So when we got in that thing, the first thing I noticed is it's really bumpy because not only is it old, um, old tracks, old train, uh, it was also going really fast. So everything was amplified. I mean, we, were, we were bouncing around in the train looking around to see mm-hmm. if there's any locals going, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. This is, this is the normal. You said it was very noisy too, which our old trains were definitely quite noisy. Yeah, but amplified because it seemed to be going three times the speed that any of our mm-hmm. subways ever go at. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. Um, good, good subway experiences. Uh, their platforms are really small in Chicago, especially mm-hmm. in the outskirts. Like it seemed like they were like two meters. Nice. Like wide. Yeah. Wow. And, and they would have trains going both directions. Mm-hmm. So you know that like how they have that yellow line where you're not mm-hmm. supposed to cross or whatever. It was like you had that yellow line and then, I don't know, half a meter mm-hmm. and then another yellow oh, line. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, that's tight. And you have people just sitting on the benches while uh, giant trains are going high mm-hmm. speeds and slamming on the brakes. They just, no flinching. Is there any portion of their train system that is underground, like a subway? Because you said a lot uh, of it was above ground. Yeah, very briefly. But for the most part, it's been all above ground, which I hmm. really liked because us going from the airport into the city, you actually got to see yeah, that is cool. a lot coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the more outskirts of Chicago. I still thought there was a lot of cool things there. Um, I think there's a university we passed by, too. Um yeah, there was it was it was, a, it was great because you got to see something other than just a black tunnel with lights flying by. Right? Mm-hmm. It also sort of gave you a sense of how fast it was going, which was very fast. But anyway, we took that subway, and I just sort of briefly looked at uh, my GPS here, and I was like, "Okay, this is where we're going to get off." And we got off like right in the center of, I guess, downtown Chicago. Um, most people have heard of the Sears Tower. That's basically mm-hmm. where we got off. Okay. That's where we started our trip. Um, it has been renamed to the Willis Tower. I guess Sears is not doing so good, so maybe is it, it got sold. Isn't there a famous quote? Famous quote for Sears or for Bruce for Willis? For Willis, no. Isn't that the, I'm tired of you, Willis? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's not that, yeah. No. I, I thought more of Bruce Willis because seeing the giant tower and hearing Willis makes me think of Die Hard. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Anyway, yeah, we were there, so we got off. Um, it was probably, I don't know, 12 or 1-ish, so mm-hmm. starting to feel a little hungry, and this is when we first we tackled our first item. We started hunting for a deep-dish pizza place. Mm. So we were just sort of downtown, and you know, we saw a few signs that said, best deep-dish pizza in the city. I think that we saw seven of those signs over the entire <laughs> trip, but uh, we picked one of them, went in, and... Uh, I don't know if the server could tell we were out of towners or if she was just like incredibly nice, but we mm-hmm. both ordered a deep dish pizza mm-hmm. and she kind of questioned us and was like, I don't think you want to do that. I can get you half of the one you ordered and half of the one you ordered and mm-hmm. you guys can share it. Mm-hmm. And this was a 10 inch deep dish pizza. Perhaps maybe describe what a deep dish pizza is for those not familiar. Uh, I mean, you can Google it, but... So this is the great thing is she described it, she kept describing it as apple pie. So this is where the quandary begins. Is like, did she see us as 
as people who are out of town, and the best way to describe it is through apple pie as a measurement, which I think is so awesome. It's so American, I guess. <laughs> it's American as apple pie. Um, but basically, yeah, it's probably... It looks like it's made in a pie tin, basically, yeah. Oh, yeah, like a, yeah, like a cake tin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's how they make it. So, yeah, it's about three inches deep, probably. It's got a hard crust going all the way around it, much like a pie. Um, but more, um, like it's not as flat as a pie. It's more like a stiff, it's more like a cake really. Okay. Cause it's like a perfect cylinder almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very thick. And just the one we had at this place was just full of cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, full of stuff. But mostly cheese. Mm-hmm. It was like all cheese. Like it was incredibly <laughs> cheesy. Um, yes. And the other thing is she's like, just so you know, this is going to take 30 minutes to make. Yes. Um, and that's a nice little <laughs> reality check, I guess. Um, some places, you know, you can get your dinner in a few minutes or yep. whatever, but uh, they warned you. Um, so, yeah, we just had a, a couple drinks. I ordered a Goose Island IPA bottle. Okay. Because I'm a fan of that, and I found out Goose Island is in Chicago, which we'll get back to later. Yeah, that was a cool discovery. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So... When she came back to the drink, she gave me a can. I was really kind of interested in what that meant to be in a bottle. Mm -hmm. But apparently that means can. Just means can. (laughs) So, whatever. (laughs) That was the first... Nice. uh, Not disappointment, but kind of a surprise. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get to see what it's like in a bottle. No, it's exactly how it looks like when you get in Canada. <laughs> um, but it was good. The deep dish pizza, I can only have a couple slices, and uh, Kevin polished off the rest for me. Cause yeah, it's that really was filling. filling. So I'm really glad we didn't end up with two of those. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, that kept me like filled, I think, until nine o'clock is when we finally had dinner or something. But uh, yeah, that did it. That got us going. Um, so we moved our way east from Willis Tower, saw some really old buildings. Uh, I can't remember the name of that one. It was like Roke, Rokler or Roker. Eh, it doesn't really matter. Some old buildings in that area <laughs> in the downtown district. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made our way to the Millennium Park. And this was one of the items on my list. Is I really wanted to see um, the bean is what people call it, I guess. But it's mm-hmm. not technically. That's not its name. I think it's called Cloud Gate. Um, but many locals or people outside call it the bean. Because it kind of looks like a bean. It looks like a bean, yes. Mm-hmm. It's like a circular shape. Um, it does have a bit of an arch, though, to it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like yeah, a look, kidney bean. Like a kidney bean. Um, but uh, I think I already liked it when I saw it in photos or from other people who have gone to Chicago, Chicago shown me photos. Uh, but seeing it in person, I think this is my favorite art piece, um, sculpture I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, ever. Ever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really impressive. It's uh, it's both a great piece of art and a great piece of engineering. And that sort of is becoming the theme of my trip in Chicago. Is there's, there's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of practicality, too, to the things they make. But the bean, or the cloud gate, works really well because uh, in addition to getting a really cool reflection of yourself, because the entire thing is reflective, you also get a reflection of the entire cityscape of uh, Chicago and all of the mm-hmm. great architecture and the buildings um, sort of fill up the the background foreground of, 
your reflection. So you get really cool photos. Um, it's pretty awesome in summer. I've seen some photos of it in the winter with the snow cracking on it. It looks like it's pretty cool there. And it also looks like they have some neat lights for uh, nighttime, which I regret. I didn't, I didn't see it at nighttime. But uh, it was really cool. And um, another thing you need to do when you visit uh, the bean is you need to walk underneath it, like through the arch. Yeah. Because your reflection starts to distort and it just gets really crazy. Your brain just starts to melt because you don't know what's up and what's down. <laughs> um, it's definitely something to experience. Uh, highlight for me. For yes. Sure. And was it busy there when you went to go see the bean? Yeah, it was. Popular? It, it was very busy and very popular, but you still have a chance to get in there. It's uh, most busy right in the middle, like the people going through the gate, I guess you would call it, through the arch of the bean. Right. Okay. Yeah. Of the particular statue. Yes. And lots of people taking selfies in front of it. And I joked to Mm -hmm. Kevin is like, this is the best sculpture you can make for the millennial uh, generation in the millennium park because they just love looking at themselves. So (laughs) what a great piece. Uh, Right next to it, like directly east of it, there was a stadium uh, and it put like our harbor front to shame. Like it was a marvelous piece of architecture but it also looked like, I, I can't prove it because I didn't hear it, but it looked like it was designed uh, perfectly for uh, audio, which, mm-hmm. is what you, which is what you want in a concert place. But they have the typical like nice seats for the first, whatever, 50, maybe 100 rows. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big field behind it. Um, and there's this like almost a, a round, I don't know, cockroach-shaped cage <laughs> All the way uh, from the stage to, I don't know, 200 meters back into the field of grass. And this crisscross uh, webbing has little speakers in all of them. So it looks like whether you're in the front row or you're um, way back in the back of the grass, you're getting really good sound. So it looked great. It looked impressive. Um, The grass was in an (laughs) impeccable condition and it, it made me really wonder. I don't. I don't know why their their grass there was so green when we went there. We also had great weather. It's like twenty four degrees Celsius, mm-hmm, sunny. Uh, but it's like I was thinking back. Is like a week ago we had like a snowstorm, mm-hmm. and so did they. So what happened? Like it melted and then boom, amazing. They must have awesome fertilizer there. I don't know. Anyway, that was uh, that was cool. But that was still not the highlight of the Millennial Park. It's actually a group of parks sort of together, but we ventured a little bit east because there was this neat bridge, winding bridge that we had to check out. And then we found a kid's park. <laughs> and uh, I don't know the name of this park, but it was like the coolest kid's park we've ever seen in our life. What? Um, I guess I should try to describe it, but... What was cool? Just cool stuff, cool design, cool colors? Uh, it was incredibly innovative. Like they had lighthouses, they had like full on full size boats that moved left and right. Like, oh, cool. so you could shake them like you're on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, you could sit on a dolphin, like a plastic dolphin and ride that around or, uh, lots of swing sets, lots of sectioned off areas. It was huge. And, um, they even had like little signs dedicated to telling you, I guess, age groups. Right, yeah. Ideas for age groups. So, like, mm-hmm. this is more ideal for, I don't know, infants or whatever. Yeah, really little five, kids. One to whatever. So the big kids aren't running them over. 
Uh, and then we saw what looked like a castle and a, probably like a three-story tall slide. It looked like a water park slide in that it uh, went from the very top, from very high, and had a like a corkscrew loop and then went down. And that sign, as far as we know, maybe maybe we read it wrong, but it did say all ages as far as we know. So we took it as, <laughs> oh, we get to go in here. <laughs> Adults allowed. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was a bouncy bridge and all this. It was, it was good fun. And, uh, yeah, Kevin actually wrestled through the kids. I wouldn't say wrestle, but made his way to the top and went down that slide. Mm-hmm. Although he was very squeaky. Coming, all six coming foot through. something of him. <laughs> yeah, coming through the, through the little slide. So that was fun. Cool. Got a video of that. Well used park. There was lots of people there. Oh my goodness. It was so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we even saw like ads for like basically saying, parents, take your kids outside, get your kids playing and all that. And I was like, I don't know, just based on that park, it sure seemed like that message was being known. And, mm-hmm. and they were having fun and they were bonking their heads and everything. Like everyone was just getting hurt like every other second. Saw a kid mm-hmm. run in front of a swing and get like totally knocked over. Oh boy. <laughs> but they just get themselves up and they go dust themselves off mm-hmm. and they just be kids like. This is what mm-hmm. I remembered my childhood being like. And I feel like uh, certainly in Toronto, I don't know if it's across all of Canada, but a lot of our parks are not as interesting or as imaginative as they used to be. Um, we were like recounting how we used to visit our grandparents in St. Catharines and they had like a Starship Enterprise that you could climb, which was incredible. Hmm. It smelled like pee, but you know, at least, <laughs> at least it was different and interesting. And probably dangerous because it was like made out of metal hmm. and you could like fall off of it and stuff. But anyway, that's sidetracking. It was the coolest park ever. If you have kids, take them there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we headed a little bit south. Um, at this point, I think we were just trying to see what else we could do for day one. Uh, Michael Jordan statues way over in the West End uh, near the United Center. So we kind of started thinking maybe we'll save that for tomorrow mm-hmm. for the next day because that's Good a bit, of a, bit yep. of a trip so we were just kind of moving down through the park and we took a little like stop a little a little breather and uh well, i think we first checked into our hotel i should say that after the park we mm-hmm. checked into the hotel dropped off your staff in of chicago up uh in the magnificent mile part of chicago mm-hmm. very fancy um yeah and then we headed back basically towards the park saw the bean again because it's awesome and uh yeah we were t- i was just checking my map and i was like apparently there's a fountain here it's some buckingham fountain i think it has to do with the queen gifting it or something i don't know mm-hmm. and and initially again it's like oh that doesn't sound yeah <laughs> not excited that. about and this I was like, well here let me just show you a photo of it and we'll decide if it's worth it and mm-hmm. it's like it was only like maybe 100 meters behind us oh. <laughs> like not far and he looks at it, he's like, that's the Married with Children fountain what? from the opening theme. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, we have to go there now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure. I guess that uh, that's that important. resonated, yep. Yeah, so. Cool. And he's like, it's right there. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. yes, of course we'll go. Um, the fountain wasn't running, unfortunately, but yeah, it was, it was huge. My goodness, it, it was the hugest fountain I've seen. And certainly the area around it. This was not a busy place, so it was um, uh, just really wide open, but uh, pretty cool. Nice. 
So at this point, did you start to, you know, think about dinner, going to a pub? Yes. Blues joint? Is this yes. when the blues joint happened? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we took a little break and just sort of thought about what we wanted to do. Um, and this is when Kevin came up with the idea of going to Buddy Guy's Legends Blues Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a little further southwest. We had to go go quite a bit of a way to get there, but it allowed us to see more of Chicago. Um, at this point, I kind of want to comment on drivers in Chicago. There's oh, one okay. thing we noticed is there's a lot of honking. Hmm. Uh, we eventually got used to it, but like it's just constantly oh. just honk, honk, honk. Uh, sometimes it's because of the drivers, but most of the time it's actually because the pedestrians suck. <laughs> no one's like watching the the walk signal, mm-hmm. stop signal. There's just people constantly running in front, and and so cars will just honk at you nice. constantly. Um, that was just a fun observation. Is that the same as in New York City? Because I know I'm, I'm watching like sitcoms or maybe not sitcoms, movies in New York City. There's a lot of honking. Yeah. It's like a different culture. Like, like in Vancouver, if you're standing by the side of the road, cars will stop for you. Yeah, and say, please, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just kind of bizarre, actually, when that happens. It's like, oh, no, no, you guys can go. We're just standing here. We're just yeah. talking. Um, but yeah, they're more... You got to pay attention mm-hmm. or you could get like hit mm-hmm. <laughs> or they'll just at least honk at you. So, you know, they're coming. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, buddy guys was pretty cool. They didn't charge a cover at first. Um, I think it was cover after eight or something for when a band came in, but they just had like a local guy and he was, he was phenomenal. It was just a dude rocking a guitar, harmonica, singing some blues, like an old guy. Mm-hmm. Old white dude, and uh, he was being backed up by, I don't know if he was a house drummer or something, because he just kind of came in and just sort of played softly behind him. Hmm. And I was even talking with like uh, with my cousin, and I was like, do they jam together, or is this just like off the cuff? Like, <laughs> are they so good that they can just like play off each other like uh-huh. that? But it seemed like they knew each other. Maybe, hmm. maybe they're like a house band. Um, but he was a great, he was a good drummer. Because he wasn't, um, he wasn't loud. He wasn't uh, the star of the show. He, it was really cool actually, just seeing this um, this black guy and he had a New York's like New York basketball jersey on or something, just rocking the, but just loving the blues, just shaking his head around, going like, oh, I love hmm. this, and just uh, sort of tapping on some drums. Cool. A really cool mood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was lovely, and that basically wrapped up our our first day. In Chicago. It's fun. Nice. Um, Was this first day the day you had the great burger? No. Oh, that was the next day. That's day two. Okay, day two. Never mind. Spoiler alert, there's a great burger. (laughs) It's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, we actually had more time in day two because we didn't, you know, get dropped off at like one o'clock. So we woke up, I don't know, pretty late actually. Slept real, real hard after all that walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we hit a breakfast place. I guess I'll mention it. Breakfast West Egg Cafe. It was weird. I it was say. weird? It was weird. We were looking for just like, you know, two eggs, toast, uh, sausage, bacon, you know, the usual. Yeah. Uh, 
it may have had that, but not really. Like it didn't have hash browns, or at least it didn't say it did. I don't know. I ended up trying something different because I couldn't find the plain one. Okay. And I got some weird egg omelet thing with cheese, and I don't know. It was just really hippie-ish. It was strange. Okay. It was a weird (laughs) place. I don't know. I guess people who are foodies would like it, but I was looking for something much more. You just want your standard diner breakfast, right? plain something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we just tried that place. It was close to our hotel mm-hmm. or inn, I guess, <laughs> inn of Chicago. Uh, and we were in the Magnificent Mile, so I was like, hey, let's see what's so magnificent about this. So we headed north to start our morning. Uh, you'll see a lot of really awesome buildings. You see awesome buildings everywhere in Chicago. It makes you wonder how come they have so much more history than we do in Toronto. Hmm. Um, I remember talking to you about that, my mm-hmm. theories about it, whether, you know, it's, did we have as much of a population to create this stuff back in the day or not as much engineers or maybe we lost a lot of our history in the Great Toronto Fire because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like we have as many old landmarks as Does I our saw. legislation suck so the old <laughs> landmarks get torn down for condos? yeah. Who knows? Yeah, all those things. Yeah, it's true. That happened just around here, too. Mm-hmm. Young uh, and Bloor tore it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did that. Uh, it's kind of, Magnificent Mile is kind of a shopping district. Yes. Actually. I saying that. So mm-hmm. it's not, we didn't really, we sort of window shopped, looked at how ridiculous these bag stores are and things that I guess women might like be interested in. Like women's handbags? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> diamonds and whatever. Um, I did pop into the Best Buy because I was curious if I could get a deal on any video game stuff mm-hmm. at the American rate, right? Because it's just so expensive now in Canada. But uh, it was not cheap. It was not cheap there either. Yeah, oh, okay. Especially when I did like the conversion. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is actually worse. <laughs> so no thank you. Yep. Um. Yeah, there was a building there that looked like it was straight out of Gotham City. Nice. I can't remember the name of it. That was cool, though. It was like all black with X's going through it. Oh, crazy. Um, super tall. Apparently, you could go um, do a tour up to the top of the building or whatever. But they wanted like 25 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Again, American. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous just to go to the top of a building pass <laughs> so yeah after that we uh uh the area that area of chicago they have a i guess a river running sort of through it mm-hmm. um it's famously known f- for being dyed every saint patty's day a green color mm-hmm. which i was told and uh i take that as truth because it's well we're a few weeks away from that but the river was still quite green. Mm-hmm. Quite green. You could Looks see green my in the photos. pictures, yeah. It's not a bright green, but it's got that, it doesn't quite go away green look. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was nice. So we did like a whole sort of river walk along, checking it out. And that's when the sun really started to hit us, I think, because uh, we were just constantly getting beat by the sun, having troubles trying to get in the shade. And at one point, we even got like stuck because all of a sudden we hear all this like dinging noises. 
And, oh, yes. And we're like, what's going on? Why is all these loud? It's like, sounds like a train's going to approach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sure enough, all these guys come in. This, like, tr- uh, van pulls up to the bridge and, like, does, like, a uh, handbrake turn and, like, blocks off traffic. <laughs> And it's like, well, this is like an action movie. What's going on? And then these people are like, get, get off the bridge, get off the bridge. And these little, uh, yeah, the train uh, thingies go down that block the cars. Okay. Whatever. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. And sure enough, I'm like, oh, they're going to they're gonna put up the bridge, like a drawbridge. And this thing was huge. Huge. Yeah. It's just a big, it looks like just a big hunk of metal yeah. in your pictures that is being opened up for sailboats. Sailboat's coming by. Exactly, yeah. It opened all the way up, and we're like, well, what's going to come through here? Is the Titanic coming through? Like, what? <laughs> this is a lot of space. And it's like, yeah, it's just the sailboats with their tall masts. And, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And then I found out, like, pretty much every bridge, actually, it is every bridge that I saw in that river was able to do this, mm-hmm. including one that had a subway running on top of the road had the ability to do that. And I was just like, this is a marvel. Marvel of engineering. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Crazy. So, yeah, we kind of just wandered around the river. We made our way. We were making our way west slowly with the intention to eventually hit the arena. The uh, Blackhawks, Chicago team, were playing game two of the series, finals, whatever the hell it is called in NHL. Stanley Cup playoffs. Thank you. Um, And we thought, hey, it might be neat to go there around when they play, catch some of the buzz of people getting excited Mm -hmm. about their team. So, yeah, we were just slowly making our way there. The game wasn't until, I think, seven, so we had a lot of time to kill. So we were going sort of west slowly, getting towards that, and... uh, I was looking at my map and I was like, oh, I was reading online that one of the best burger places you can find is coming up. It's just around like the corner here. Mm -hmm. It's a place called O Cheval, A-U-C-H-E-V-A-L. And you can look that up on the internet and I'm sure you'll see the same thing because it must be well known. uh, And I'll tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. After this. A word from our sponsors. No. Uh, yeah, we walked in and, and I was like, oh, cool. There's like no line or whatever. And there's, you know, a couple before us, they left. And then I was like, okay, so for two? And then the guy's like, yeah. Um, so currently the wait time's about three and a half hours. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Look at Kevin. He looks at me and like, well, I guess we're not doing this. And uh, we left. So we never tried the greatest burger or whatever in Chicago. Um, So we just went across the street to uh, a brewery called Haymarket. And uh, it's not that much different from our favorite brewery in Toronto. We go to the Granite Mm -hmm. and a little restaurant and a whole bunch of craft brews. And uh, yeah, I ordered a burger. I was like, man, well, I guess I'm in the mood for a burger Mm -hmm. after all that. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was incredible. Turns out it was probably the greatest burger. One of the best I've had for sure. I can't speak for O Cheval, but three and a half hours, like, I don't know. It's Well, if there's no line, do they, like, put your name down and, like, give you your cell phone a call? Like, I don't know. How does this work? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to find out, though. Yeah. That was just too much. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it got me thinking, what is like the longest you've waited for food? Like a reservation or anything? Like, I think this is a world record for me in my life anyway. Three and a half hours? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. There was a lot of waiting in Chicago, actually, come to think of it. Um, but yeah, so we went to the Haymarket Brewery, and I do recommend that place. It was good, good service. Uh, another fun thing that happened in that in that bar is I was looking at the monitors, and uh, there was a hockey game. The Team, Team Canada hockey game was playing on one screen against... Slovakia or something. Cool. Uh, the Toronto Raptors was playing on another screen. And something else toronto was playing on another screen. Baseball? Can't remember which. And it's just like, what? I thought we were in Chicago. <laughs> and I even checked my phone and I was like, the Cubs are playing right now. Why aren't they on one of the screens? It's very strange. So it's kind of like still being at home. A little fun. Yeah. Feeling like being at home. Mm-hmm. Good so burger. you had, had the greatest burger. It was incredible. And then you moseyed on down to go see the uh, Michael Jordan statue at the turn of events? Well, at this point, it was probably 3.30. Okay. So we were still incredibly early. Yes. So we moseyed west and north towards the Goose Island Brewery. Oh, yes. Um, and I, that was another thing on my list. Like, once I found out that that's where that place existed, which is mm-hmm. cool, um, we were walking towards it. And and uh, that trip took us a little outside of commercial and even residential Chicago. It took us right into the industrial, where it was just factories, large, yeah, just large factories, empty streets. Mm-hmm. The wind started picking up and just was dust flying in your face. And it was just like kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. And we traveled. We walked probably for like 40 minutes in this. Started approaching the building. And we're like, I'm starting to think maybe this is just a factory and there's not going to be anything there. Or we'll tap on the glass and some guy will just be making beer. And we're like, hey, what are you you doing here? (laughs) It's like, how did I I thought it got the right directions to this. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, we open the door, and inside is a full-scale bar, and it is packed, mm-hmm. packed full of people. So it's so loud, just full to the brim of young people too, like just cool young people hanging out at their favorite bar, or whatever, <laughs> on a three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, it was crazy, and we just looked at each other, like where did where did they come from? There's no cars outside of the place; they don't have a parking lot, like. And I didn't see any subway <laughs> around here. Like, do people just walk for 30 minutes to come to this place? Because it's that good. Pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I bought a couple shirts. I was pretty destroyed by the sun and all the walking. So all I had was water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the Goose Island Brewery that I wanted to be too. Oh, boy. Kevin had a beer though, right? Yeah, he rocked it. So someone had a beer there. Yeah, I already had so many Goose Islands on the trip that uh, I felt like whatever <laughs> you bought some shirt. merch that's what you took merch. away um they did have a really awesome water system there actually so it worked out yeah so that was uh goose island nice loved it uh i think i love it even more now because it's a really cool place <laughs> um and yeah straight south from there was the united center so we headed our way down to the big big arena 
Yeah. So the Chicago Blackhawks and the Chicago Bulls play in the same arena, much like the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Raptors. Exactly. And it's also named after an airline. United Airline? Yes. Uh, Probably. There you go. Air Canada Center. That makes sense. See a theme. Sounds way better than the... Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Quicken Loans Center, whatever that place (laughs) is. Yeah, Cleveland. (laughs) Is there a chicken one? I feel like there's a chicken one, too. Yeah, there is a chicken one. Anyways, so you made your way to the United Center. Yeah, and the goal was to find the Michael Jordan statue. Mm -hmm. Now, Google Maps had it placed somewhere on the southeast corner of the arena, sort of just outside the arena. I even did like a Google... Well, first of all, we went there and it wasn't there. Then we circled around the arena and it uh, wasn't anywhere. Mm-hmm. So then I did a Google image search and it's supposed to be in the southern southeastern corner right in front of gate five, according mm-hmm. to these photos. And it's just like, I guess they took it down. That's weird, though. Why would they do that? <laughs> and we're kind of just losing hope. Like we've spent a long time going around that building. And the wind finally picked up. Um, it was so... It was so windy that I saw a poor guy in a wheelchair like getting blown away by the wind. Mm-hmm. He had to grab onto a pole so he would stop getting blown around. Um, and yeah, you'd had to basically walk um, horizontally to move anywhere. It was pretty crazy. Um, and yeah, Kevin just got the idea. He's like, hey, I'm just curious how much it would cost to get a ticket to this Stanley Cup playoff game. Mm-hmm. So we walk in and uh, go to the ticket booth and uh, it's like... $129 or something for a ticket, mm-hmm. American. American. I was surprised they had tickets. We probably couldn't get two next to each other. But uh, yeah, so that was a no. Um, and then, yeah, there it was. The Michael Jackson statue is in the building. <laughs> Michael Jordan statue. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> next to the Michael Jackson statue is the Michael Jordan statue. <laughs> yeah. It's um, cool. The picture that you got of it. Yeah. That statue is really awesome. It, it is pretty cool. But um, I mean, as I was looking for it on the uh, internets, trying to find like images or where it actually is, yeah. I was reading stuff about how people like panned it and, and like they said it was terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, when I was looking at it in person, I was like, well, I guess I kind of see why. Like his face doesn't look like him. Mm. The pose is awesome. It's very yeah. dramatic. It's very cool looking um and yeah he's doing a great little jump mm-hmm. but his opponent is a monster looks like a swamp monster <laughs> or something and it's like his face looks weird and it's like yeah okay i can see why some people maybe didn't mm-hmm. like it but it is very epic um and i'm glad they didn't get rid of it because that was really close to like having one of our items not get checked off so when you look up internet pictures of the michael jordan statue does it look like it's outside yeah, and they're all. It's all. It was all taken from its unveiling. It was originally put uh, outside. Oh, okay. And then they gotcha, moved it gotcha, in. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I was one link away from clicking on an article that said it's now housed inside the arena. Right. Um, but yeah, we discovered it that way. So you found it. All good. Yeah. So after that, it was you know probably about four forty-five or something, and we're looking on our phones and going. You know, a long time before this game starts. <laughs> like, we could go to a bar to watch the game, but we got to, like, waste three hours. Yeah. 
and we're both exhausted and just uh-huh. sun beat down and ran around the United Center so many times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like we got to, I don't know, we got to do something. So I, I opted that we go back to our hotel. We took an Uber back and, you know, to take a little break. I had a little lie down, drink some water. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just like doing stuff on his phone. He's like, dude, we're in Chicago. We yes. need to go out again. Yes. We can't just stay here. Like, we got to go. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go to a bar to watch the game. He's like, no, no, no. That's like hours from now. We got to do something else. Mm-hmm. So he said, let's go to the House of Blues. And it's like, oh, cool. Sure. Didn't know about it wherever. Um, oh, geez. I got to remember what that place was called right next to it. Dick's Last Chance. Dick's Last Chance? Dick's Last Chance right next to the House of Blues. It's like, wow. Well, then. That's a great name of a place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we went to the House of Blues. It's pretty neat. The House of Blues is a concert hall slash concert hall <laughs> concert hall <laughs> slash restaurant. Okay, and uh, we had the option to see a show for a lot of money, or you just go around it and you go into the restaurant and not pay a cover charge, watch local people, mm-hmm. have a couple beers, and yeah, it was great. Nice. Uh, very decorated place my goodness lots to look at oh yeah there was like a sculpture of the blues brothers they were very proud of the blues brothers there so kev got a shot sitting next to them which was pretty fun nice um yeah so we were at the house of blues for a couple hours then uh he's like i gotta try another deep dish pizza to make sure i have the authentic yes sense of whatever because it was real cheesy yeah and perhaps that's not how all of them are made no, not based on the photos I've seen, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he had heard from his friends uh, one place, I think Gio Dornos, Giornos or something was really good. And then he had heard from the internet that Gino's was really good. So they both sound very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which was which. Don't quote me on it. But uh, basically, we tried Giordino's first. Okay. We went there, and it was a big line. And I think they said hour 45 wait. Okay. So this is, again, another example. Lots lots of waiting in Chicago. And we were like, you know, the game's going to start soon. Mm-hmm. That's pretty long. So we opted to try Geno's. Mm-hmm. Um, so we walked over there. Geno's appeared to not have much of a line. There was like six people in front of us, and they were a party of six. So it's like, we might get in before them because we're a party of two. Yep. And so, yeah, sure enough, the guy's like, party, whatever, gets us into the building. And then we discover there's like a second lineup in there. They have like all the party of sixes on one side of the wall, (laughs) all the party of twos on this side of the wall, and then like a family group sitting down on a bench waiting for a table. Mm -hmm. And they had three or four different people on these like uh, headsets all communicating with each other, just getting people in and out of the place. Right. Like, so whenever a table was clear, boom, a kitchen staff quickly came in, wiped it down, mm-hmm. and then communicated to Officer One, tell it, <laughs> we got two, we got two, and then Officer <laughs> Two, we got two, we got two. All right, you two, one, two, you guys can come. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there for a while, and uh, eventually the lady's like, is it okay if you guys sit at the bar? And mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, of course. That'd be <laughs> awesome. That's need, ideally what we want to do. We don't need to be at a cubby. Mm-hmm. So we actually got in pretty quick. I don't know how, uh, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Oh, sweet. It wasn't too, too bad. 
And yeah, we're we're at the bar. We got a giant television in front of us. Uh, one of the best bartenders I've ever seen in my life. This guy, he was very personable. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really he had a good pitch because he started off with, "Have you ever been here before?" Which is you know normal. Yeah. And then he was very clear about these are the beers we have. These are special because these are brewed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do you know about deep dish pizza? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's good. And it's like it's a forty five minute wait if you want to order it, just so yeah. you know. Yeah. Up front, this is even longer than the other place, mm-hmm. so this makes it more legit, I guess. And so, yeah, we put in our order, got a couple of drinks, and it was off to the races. So, fun fact about that is I didn't think I was going to be able to do another deep dish because, good Lord, that thing's filling. Yep. So, I got what was called a thin crust pizza. Oh, yes. And in Chicago, a thin crust pizza is just a regular pizza everywhere else that we get it. Yeah. Like, looks like pizza pizza. Yeah. It's, Dough-wise. It's super doughy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's just not three inches deep. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's good. So we were there. We were getting all excited. It's like maybe the Chicago fans will have a good game and cheer on and it'll be like awesome. We'll be excited. And, we'll be right in the middle of it. Yeah. And then it was 3 nothing against them. And then Kevin's like, even if Chicago scores, I don't think we're going to get like a cheer. We're going to get like a... Oh, yeah. yeah. And then... And then it was 5 nothing, And they lost. <laughs> they lost so, so bad. So bad. Like the worst day to be a Chicago Blackhawks fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, I mean, horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and they were running a few different sports games, and like the Cubs lost too, and the White Sox lost. It was like all three of their teams. Just no good. <laughs> <laughs> no good that day. It was a bad day for them. And we were there for it. So, yeah, that was sort of the, I guess, last thing we did that night and then headed back home. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great trip. Yeah, definitely. I guess there were a few other things. Um, just general, uh, the people there are very uh, friendly, talkative. I had lots of just random conversations with people as I was walking around. Um, I know Toronto, it has a, uh, I guess it's a stigma. Personally, I like it. That's the twist, though. Of we're all about our business. Mm-hmm. Point A to B. No one really, you might get a nod or something, but it's just like, we just get on our way and no one really talks to each other. Mm -hmm. That's very different in Chicago. Yes. And you also said, kind of as a final closing note, that Flying Porter was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also because it was small. Yeah, but that's the Porter experience. Yeah. So on Sunday, yeah, we first of all, we went to their Midway Airport instead of O'Hare, which was smaller fastest security i've ever been through um it was a smaller airport i guess it wasn't as busy but it was like you just you take off your shoes you throw your thing in the bin and you go in this machine and you basically do a a little pose with your arms over your head your feet on these yellow markers and you're done in three seconds and that was it and then we we arrived two hours earlier because that's what they tell you to do for international flight and we were at our gate with an hour 45 to kill Mm mm-hmm and this is like, that was sufficient. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, yeah. pretty good. Well, Porter was nice. I mean, it was empty. So, that, that can help sometimes too. It's funny. We didn't buy assigned seats and they put us next to each other and we were sitting in them and we looked around. There's like 20 open seats around <laughs> us. And it's like, what? He's like, I'm just going to go over here. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, good. 
<laughs> you might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Lounge. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I will say, and it happens every time, um, and it's especially it's especially good in Porter, um, coming from the angle that we came from. But uh, yeah, flying into Toronto, seeing the CN Tower, that whole ocean scene of the buildings, it it gets me nostalgic every time. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to be here. That nice, small city. Nice to be home. Mm-hmm. So I love Chicago. We could learn a lot from it. One uh, transportation. Uh, when we went to our Midway airport, we were taking underground tunnels to get through the city. It didn't have very much traffic. It was a Sunday morning, so maybe it wasn't busy, but I didn't see as much car traffic as I see even in northern Toronto. Like There's times that Shepherd Line uh, between Leslie and like Don Mills, like out in the middle of nowhere, the cars that just don't move. Like There's just too many cars and nowhere for them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find that as bad in downtown Chicago where you had an underground route for cars to go through. You had the street level route for all the cars to go through. And then uh, on top of the streets, they had all the subways. Mm-hmm. So it was just like three levels of transportation. And I know that's a ton of work to get that sort of infrastructure working, but they nailed it and they nailed it early. And it's pretty awesome. Um, second thing they do better is art. They got art everywhere, uh, art, architecture, engineering. It's it's glorious. At least in the downtown core where you guys were. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, comparatively, we would see something mm-hmm. pretty much every block. Mm-hmm. Something really cool. Um, there's some other photos I haven't shown you. There was a giant like statue, I think, of Abraham Lincoln. It's un- unsure, talking to some dude in a sweater vest. Okay. It's a pretty awesome photo. I'll load it for you just so you can get an honest uh, take on it. Because you haven't seen this yet. So I, w- I would like you to see what you think of this. Okay. But this is just randomly just walking again through the streets. Dun, 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 dun. Ready? What? Ready? Where'd it go? I don't know. What? Oh, boy. I broke it. <laughs> this is just making the suspense even better. Yep. Famous picture. Ready? Set. Go. So that thing's about... I don't know, 50 feet high. Oh, wow. Like it's giant. That's huge. And I don't know who that guy on the left is supposed to be. I don't know either. Can I see? Yeah, take it away. So, yeah, art, engineering, architecture, everywhere. Like even just those bridges were uh, quite a marvel to see. Cool. And it's, it's a very modern person that Abraham Lincoln is talking to. Yeah, he almost looks, he's, looks like he's in like 50s clothes, though. Like this weird sweater vest. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not like of the time period of Abraham Lincoln. No. And it's I don't I don't know what Abraham Lincoln's doing with his hat. It's like he's trying to catch a baseball or something. It looks like he's holding a basketball. Yeah. But I, I think know. he's just like, hello, waving his hat around. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Cool. Anything else? You tell me. I, I think I've <laughs> lathered on long enough, but <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty cool trip. You would definitely recommend people make a stop in Chicago. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot to see. Um, I guess personal highlights, the bean. Yeah. The bean. <laughs> no, that's cool. I think you've uh, outlined it pretty good. But and the food. Definitely getting a recommendation there. Um, awesome. It's nice. We've had some pretty cool trips recently mm-hmm. that we've really enjoyed. So that's pretty cool. 
Do you want to quickly go over what you did for your awesome weekend while I was away? It was extremely, well, I wouldn't say extremely like not exciting. I did go for a bike ride because the Friday was absolutely gorgeous outside here. Uh, so I went for a three and a half hour bike ride. First time I had a bike this year. It was awesome. I was with my friend. Basically biked all the way to where I go to school and back. Um, and then the Saturday I wanted to take care of some errands and it was pouring rain and 12 degrees. So when I was done my errands, I said, screw this. I'm staying home for the rest of the day and watching movies. Yeah. That's when I was outside getting sunburned. Mm-hmm. I looked yeah. at the weather and I was like, wow, so nice out right now. And I was like, oh, I should check Toronto. And it's at eight degrees and raining. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's all right. I thoroughly enjoyed my, I really needed downtime. And I'm introverted in that I recharge and relax when I'm by myself. Oh. So I was thoroughly by myself for two days and I felt very relaxed and recharged and ready to take on some new stuff. So Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So we are all recharged and ready to start another week. Yes, definitely. All right. So... This has been an ordinary day, I guess. Yes, it has. Uh, thanks for listening. If you have questions, comments, want to hear more about Chicago, send me an email, ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. And thank you to Phil Processor for our music. Hope you like the new intro. Mm-hmm. So until next time. Take one more. For the road. <laughs>